I just want you for my own More than you have ever known Make my wish come true All I want for Christmas is you Baby, I just want you here tonight Holding me oh so tight What more can I do? All I want for Christmas is you In a trouble All I want for Christmas is you In a trouble We are live, J.W. Megawig Show I am your host, the Candyman, and tonight is a special edition of Jason Young Sung Sung Koo. <laughs> Sunk, welcome to the show, local artist and uh, um, founding member of Sunk. Thanks for having me, Yeah, Jay. this is awesome, yeah. man. Black Friday, man. Oh, loving it, loving it. Love not being, uh, not shopping today, just here talking about music. Yeah, this is like a perfect, like stay inside and talk about music kind of day it seems like for yeah, sure yeah it's been cold in san francisco unseasonably oh my gosh it's like 40 degrees and everyone's freaking out but that's just kind of normal i guess yeah <laughs> yeah california weather i love me some mutiny radio i remember when this was pirate cat radio and i came down here and there was a little cafe it looks so different and yet the same yeah it is um it's amazing you know it's definitely a a mission jam here, Muni Radio. Um, some history. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. So I know you got a lot of exciting things going on. I know that you just uh, wrapped up an album with Sunk. Um, I just, yeah. I mean, how long? How long of a process was that? It was actually very, very quick. Um, so our, we we just released our album uh, over the summer. And it's called Music for Moving uh, from the band Sunk. And it was just actually, Sunk is just comprised of, of uh, my wife, my partner in, in crime, um, Guinevere Q, no big fucking deal, and myself, Jason Young's son. And uh, it's a drum and bass project. When I say drum and bass, I mean live drum and bass uh, with backing tracks and guitar and all sorts of good stuff, um, primarily instrumental. So we did it really fast because we, we booked a tour up, up the, um, the West Coast and realized we needed something to, to have and something to play. So we, we did it really fast within only a couple of months um, and got it done. Uh, and, and we're actually on our next album right now. I'm really excited about it. That's impressive. That's impressive. So I know you got that um, show next week at a Piano Fight. That's right. It's going to be this Thursday, December 5th, Piano Fight. Um, and we're, it's going to be a free show. If y'all haven't been to Piano Fight, it's one of my favorite places in SF. Um, it's ba basically three theaters, um, and we're going to be playing on the cabaret stage. Uh, there's a bar, great food, uh, individual toilets, which I think is really cool. Uh, it's, awesome. it's, uh, you know, privacy. Yeah. It's, it's like, it, it um, gender neutral. It's just, everyone just goes into the bathroom and... It's it's really cool. It's a cool experience. You just see everybody in there. It's kind of funny. Um, yeah. And so, um, but it's, you know, very SF. I like it. Um, yeah, but our show is 
9 to 11. And we're the only act, and we're going to be having a special guest uh, guitarist join us at the end of the show. Uh, so yeah, um, I'm super excited. That is exciting. I know you're talking about the restrooms. It seems like it's funny in the Tenderloin, because Panda Fight, what is it, on a... Jo- Taylor? Uh, yes, I believe it's on t- uh, Taylor and Jones, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. just the heart of the Tenderloin and uh, a theater district. And I just find it's so funny that the Tenderloin has the cleanest bathrooms. A lot of these places are just like pretty clean, you know? Oh, yeah. It's where I think it's where they're needed the most. <laughs> you know, I think. And yes, and I think they're, they're, you've got a song about uh, make more toilets. And I think, you know, it sounds like a silly thing, but it's 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 real. And it's a real thing. You know, if you're not from San Francisco, you might not understand the crisis. But uh, yeah, we need more public restrooms. It's really, yeah, you know, and it was funny, you know, I had uh, Liz Diaz uh, on the show, part of this 180 Jones project, and they're putting them on transitional, putting them on transitional housing. I feel like that's the way we got to change it towards, like, I feel like homelessness is just at a face value, but instead of pointing at these people and saying homeless, we should be pointing at them saying transitional housing and like getting them off the streets because I feel like it's just a problem that everyone talks about, but then... Yeah. Yeah. It just, it's even that label of homelessness. It's like, you know, there's so much behind that. And it's really, it's just like, we all just need a place to, to, to stay warm. You know, I think, and there's so many issues and I feel like, you know, um, we could, we're just all people and we just need a place, a place to stay. So yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, it's, it's nice to be inside right now. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> so I knew somebody that lived on, was it Ellis street in the Tenderloin and they loved it when it rained because it scared everyone away, like people off the streets. It put them. I wonder where they go. You know, when it rains, what what happens? Do they they find some sort of shelter somewhere? Absolutely. I think there are shelters. You know, I just I think there needs to be more because it's it's. I think this is just a it's a place where you can barely survive. I think on the streets because of the weather, because it's not too cold. Um, but obviously that's changing. So yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's, you know, one of the biggest problems in, in San Francisco, um, and California for sure. Yeah. It's such a interesting, there's a lot of things going on. I feel like it's a really interesting place, uh, to be an artist too. Just, there's all this, you know, this chaos of techs and, and the questionably housed and it's like a, you know, a cartoon or something, you know, and then like you're you're sitting back and, and writing this album and. I just, I could see like, I don't know, there's so many inspiring things happening around us. Oh yeah. I mean, there's, there, there is, there is a constant supply of, of, you know, of, of stuff going on, uh, of art. There's, I mean, I, I, I can never run out of ideas and run out of material. And in, in fact, uh, that is a huge part of sunk is, um, is field recordings and, you know, um, I go around all the time um, and I'm constantly listening for what's going on around me. And I've used a lot of that uh, in, in this album and in our next album, um, just pieces of whether it be birds or cars or someone speaking, you know, we'll use that in the music and then use that as um, a, a means of poetry, a means of like some, some way, something to, to build out of it with what we have around us. It's really fun. So yeah, I'm, I'm I'm constantly listening for that. I could see that in um, quite a few your songs. I like to let you know the listeners kind of listen to it and kind of have their own um, 
take on it, but I've listened to the album. I I found that there's a there's little things that you you listen to the second time you'll hear something else. Oh yeah, that's Was my favorite part of, of albums is just like you know keep li- you keep listening and you you find something every time you come around. You know. Was there a frog? Yes, there is definitely a frog. Um, you know, we have uh, one one of our songs um, uh, features features a, a marsh. The, uh, the Arcata Marsh. We were going to do a show in Arcata, Northern California, and uh, we found uh, a pre-recorded field recording of a marsh, and we used that um, as the backdrop of the song. And uh, it's now one of our favorite songs. Oh, um, so, but yeah, th- th- there's there's definitely that. There's also um, different animals I've come across in my, my many wild walks through San Francisco. Um, one of my favorite things to do is, is to explore new parks and pathways. And there's so many staircases in this city. Uh, there's so many, <laughs> so many new things you can find in such a small city compared to so many. I mean, it's only seven by seven, but I feel like I, I can spend my whole life just searching all the little back roads. Um, and you hear some fun stuff. Oh, yeah. That's really fun. What was the name? Um, was it Arcata? Was the frog one? Yes. All right. You got... All right, this one's got the listeners. You gotta, you gotta listen to this. This will be fun. Nice.
Wow, that is a great song. I feel like I'm actually there. Like I'm physically like in nature. Exactly. That's that's what we're going for. Yeah. And that that particular one um was a, was a field recording we we found uh from the uh Arcada um it was actually on a file and uh so we had that just playing the whole time uh whereas most of our other stuff is uh something that we got ourselves um yeah so now i'm focusing more on getting my own own samples just because it feels good just to be like yeah i found this this is where it's from um but yeah you know there's a lot of great stuff out there that is um public domain that we can use and it's really fun yeah that is really fun yeah, so I, it's just really interesting, you know, I'm a San Francisco resident too, to just kind of look around and see like all the, you know, the art scene and, and everything that's happening here. You have the art scene, you have tech, and it's all this thing. I'm just kind of curious to see kind of your take on it and, you know, with tech and the art scene and, your, you know, our... I mean, yeah, a huge convergence. I mean, I know that, you know, uh, the city has become very gentrified and... Um, the rents have have risen. I think the art scene is still here, but I think a lot of artists have been displaced. Um, but I think the, the key to art is is you know is rolling with it. Is is actually you know whatever whatever comes your way is making something out of that and saying something about that. Um, you know, um, it's tough to live here. Um, I'm lucky to have uh, you know, a rent controlled apartment. Um, but, you know, I've been here for about 15 years and it's still tough. It's still tough living here, especially as an artist. You know, I'm not in tech, but I have a lot of friends that are in tech. Um, and I know it's 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 tough for them, too, um, even if they make, you know, uh, a, a lot more than me. You know, uh, technically, I, I guess in some ways I'm in tech because I make electronic music and I, and I yeah. record I uh, and I make videos. So in a way that that's sort of tech. Um, but my my knowledge is 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 in more in in the arts world of tech i would say yeah. um but i you know i love things organic i i i love um i st- i love to read a book i i like to just get get down with nature you know <laughs> and so um it, tech was never a huge thing for me um you know i'm 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 more interested in nature i would say <laughs> yeah i feel like maybe you're an artist and it in a tech world or something. Yeah, it does feel like yeah. that, you know? Um, but you know, there's definitely things I, I appreciate. I appreciate the technology. You know, I, I'm an insulin-dependent um, uh, diabetic, and uh, um, I have an insulin pump. And without tech, I mean, where would I be? You know, I've, this thing is keeping me alive, and it's amazing, and it works so well. You know, I've got my smartphone, and and that's that that's pretty cool. It's pretty know? tech. Yeah. I like, mean, uh, you know, Guinevere and I joke about it and we call it the wonder killer. Um, but it's something like, you know, I, I try to remember what it's like before a smartphone when you just had to kind of think of stuff and you had to or you could make it up, you know? Yeah. I mean, if uh, uh you just we just had to know or you had to go to the library. Beeper. <laughs> it's just kind of it's it's weird, you know. I, it's hard for me. It's really hard for me to remember what it was like before the Wonder Killer. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Gosh, I remember the beeper days. The beeper. I did have a pager. I was not a drug dealer, but I did have a pager. Absolutely. Um, yeah, and that was fun. That was a cool thing. Uh, it took me a while to get a cell phone, but I eventually did. 
<laughs> I remember there's uh, I don't know if you ever watched uh, 30 Rock yeah. uh, with uh, Alec Baldwin. And so there's a beeper guy with Tina Fey and they're sitting at this white, you know, glove restaurant. Yeah. And Alec Baldwin goes up to the table and sees Tina Fey and was like, I didn't realize they serve chicken nuggets at this restaurant. <laughs> it, was the, it was the beeper guy. Oh, God. That's ridiculous. So I just feel like, you know, with tech and, and all these social media platforms, they're how they're, you know, influencing our art culture here, you know, with, with Instagram and, you know, uh, and, and everything else and direct messaging too. Like, yeah. what is the right way to contact someone now? You know, it's confusing. So you know, I, I remember, you know, we had a, sort of an experience with that where you, you, you sent me a text and then you, you left a message. And I think they were sort of like this kind of like, how do we communicate? Like, you know, it's, it, it's kind of weird. Like sometimes it feels weird to call someone directly, even though that was how we used to do it. Right. Yeah, but now weird. it almost feels like, Oh, it must be really serious. Did someone die? You know, or like, yeah. you know, it's like this really serious thing it's where it's intrusive. like, no, I think it's, or it's intrusive. Like I'm living my own life and this phone, but it's like sometimes talking makes so much more sense. You know, it just, it, it's just, you, you can, you can hear the inflection in someone's voice so much more and just kind of convey a message so much more so so much quicker um yeah so but you know although sometimes you know people that have issues with hearing you know i have some close friends that you know would prefer a text you know so yeah. it, it's good that there's that option you know um i think when it comes to business i think it's 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 good you know emails and all that i think it's just sometimes it's a little easier um but when you want to when it's when it's personal i think it's good to talk to somebody if yeah. you can I feel you know? like, you know, with art, especially like, I feel like it's hard to convey or, you know, talk about art through text. Like to get it. I'm just off the wall. If you're, I wonder what Lady Gaga would be like through text message. Like what would, what it would be like? Would, would it, it just even be, be like, her? Hi. <laughs> yeah, you know just, what I mean? Like, you know, I feel like that'd be a hard, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, I'm just trying to think of some of these, some of these people, some of these um, artists, you know, mainstream artists that you know we're talking about like can you imagine receiving a um a call for ceo example from elon musk can you imagine me like oh yeah i get exactly what he's saying right through this text yeah yeah no <laughs> right like, elon musk yeah I mean, that'd be interesting i heard something about elon uh musk recently about him I, I think it may have been some fake news i'm not sure um, it's hard to know <laughs> these days. Um, but I would say, um, he, it was something about him buying Facebook and deleting it. That would be amazing. <laughs> but imagine that, like, I feel like it feels like one of those things that will never go away or at least social, social media in general. I, I feel like the thing about Facebook is it's connected to so many different platforms, so many different things that are automatic. You know, I, I can't tell you how many different like apps I've got. Or, you know, I, I've just, it's just like, do you want to just do this through Facebook and not worry about filling out your information? I'm like, yeah. I mean, think about all those things that would go away. I mean, maybe that would be great, actually, you know? But yeah. uh, I think Facebook sort of made things easier and harder at the same time. You yeah. know? You know, I see it. Um, I just, it's kind of, I want to say scary, but it's, it's, I find that you see it, you know, that people become more and more dependent on, you know, social media platforms like Facebook, like even my myself, yeah. like if I don't have something on a calendar somewhere where it reminds me to go there. Yeah, well, it's then, addictive too. You yeah. know, I think, you know, checking your, checking stuff, right. 
like I do that sometimes I'm checking a blank screen it feels like but it's just like this sort of like this feeling I gotta take out my phone so there's one thing I do actually to try to um, do something about that in a small way when I'm on the bus I try to just stare and look out the window and it's a weird thing because I notice a lot of people looking at their phones and I almost feel like the weirdo just just kind of being there and being not looking at my phone at all it's a weird thing it's just kind of an odd thing, but it's one thing I like to do. It's just a funny experience for me, just to look around and see who's doing that, who's not, you know? Yeah, no judgment, just kind of a weird thing, you know? <laughs> people watching would be fun. Yeah, no, I, I feel like, too, a lot of these, like, direct messages, when you direct message someone, it's like, and you don't hear, you don't get back to them, it's like, or the person that you direct message, they don't get back to you, it's like, did they purpose, are they avoiding me or did they, you know, cause a lot of times yeah. like I've had before where someone will send me a message and I actually won't get it. Like on my Instagram, sure. like message, like I didn't even know that was something that existed. So these people might think that I'm ghosting them potentially. I was just going to say this, this sounds like a, a form of ghostry. A ghost, what, what would be the word for ghosting? It would be a ghost, ghost a tree. Is there a word for that? Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like the overall ghosting uh phenomenon there should be a word for that well i think maybe we'll come up with it by the end of the show yeah yeah <laughs> no i just i just it's hard it's hard to tell and i've been on the the receiving and the other end um of it both ways yeah i don't know we're in san francisco that means a lot of things in yeah. san francisco <laughs> but uh i've uh i've definitely been in a situation where somebody has sent me a message and i never received it and sure. so I ghosted, but not intentionally ghosted. And so, I don't know. I mean, and then I've had it happen the other way around where I send someone a message, they don't get back to me. Some of these, um, you know, direct messaging, you know, platforms, it will tell you if this person has read it. And so... Oh, yeah. That's, that's sometimes good, sometimes bad. <laughs> yeah. So, like, what did happen? I think there was someone um, that I had sent a message. It was direct message. And I was like, oh, they didn't get back to me. And I looked and like, they hadn't read it. Yeah. So it's like, what do you do at that point? You know, because you think, you know, this person, whatever, you're, you're reaching out to them. They didn't get the message. You know, you're aware they didn't get the message. Then what do you do then? You call them on mutiny radio? Yeah, I think <laughs> I you do. I, I mean, like, you just call, hey, are you aware that you were ghosting someone yes. right You become a ghost. Yeah, so Yourself. I know. Self. So I've seen I've seen it happen, you know, because I I'm like, oh man, I'm being ghosted. But then at the same time, like I've looked up, it's like, oh wow, I totally like didn't get back to this person, and so it's <laughs> it's an interesting thing. I feel like ghosting is the only way to describe it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think well, ghosting is sort of a newer thing. I would say. I mean, I think it's always been it's always been around. There's always been ghosts, but I feel like you can. It's easier to ghost somebody now or. You know, one, I, I don't know if you'd consider this a ghosting, but if, you know, you suddenly cancel a plan, that's something you can do now easier than in the past. Because if you, if you were to cancel a plan right before meeting up with somebody, they'd be like, where are they? But yeah, because no you, texting or anything. No, right? So I guess uh, that would be it's really true. ghosting if you just suddenly just stood somebody up out of the blue and didn't say anything. I think that's a, that's a form of ghostry. Ghost tree? Yeah. I had something really strange happen, actually. Yeah. Where it was like a social media platform. And I was, you know, this person 
her and I got connected. Yeah. And then like I, I sent her a message and she said, Oh yeah, let's meet here. And then my phone stopped charging. And so my phone like died. And so it wasn't like confirmed that we were going to meet yet, but she at at one point confirmed it. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't get it. And so it didn't then, come through. Ever. So it was like that. It was like, it was a ghost like that. It was just like, I, I didn't show up cause I didn't realize that we had confirmed the plan because my phone had died. Ah, what a freak show, you know? And like, how do you explain this? I feel like once that happens, that's your first impression of someone and you don't show up to wherever you're going to meet. It's just like, okay, I don't know. This is just done. That sucks. Yeah, <laughs> no, absolutely. I feel for you. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty, yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, but I was, I was, I was thinking about, I was thinking about this term ghosting, you know, we're talking about ghosting. Um, you know, when my first impression, when I hear ghosting, you know, the original ghosting, I think would be when you just leave a party and you don't say anything, right? The I, Irish goodbye. Someone you know, said that's what I, I've heard, I've heard, you know, uh, you know, many different names for it. Uh, Irish goodbye. Exactly. Um, but you know, ghosts, you know, I mean, I, it can be construed as that I'm sure. Um, you know, uh, I would say, yeah, ghosting is kind of scary because ghosts are scary. I think most ghosts are scary. When I think of ghosts, they're scary. And is it scary? I think it's maybe because it's like a mystery. It's like, this it's is not a fictional... really fear. It's just mystery. It's just really. mystery. It's, it's mm. just like what, it, what actually happened. It's a mystery. And because of that, it's mysterious, which kind of lands in that kind of. Yeah, it's like, did they, did they just leave? Are they okay? Were they kidnapped? Did they die? Like, it's a mystery. We don't know what happened. Or are they just like, peace? I'm, I'm tired of this party. Yeah. And I'm feeling awkward. I think that's usually the case. I don't know. Some, I felt kind of awkward and I didn't, maybe I didn't want to say goodbye for whatever reason. You know, sometimes people have trouble with goodbyes or transitional interludes. So they're just like, peace, <laughs> you know, yeah. and just roll out. But uh, sometimes that's easier. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've, I've made it like, because that's what somebody realizes like, okay, like when this happens to you or happens to whoever's listening and like you or I, or it happens to you where you are getting ghosted. It, it's this feeling, it's this feeling like what's going on here. You know, I Is feel it, like I, I personally understand if someone ghosts me because I've ghosted and I don't know if that's a, that's a good or a bad thing, but I get it. Like, I'm like, they must have a reason, you know, and maybe that's a re maybe there's something that needs to sh shift in them or in me, but I feel like sometimes you should be able to ghost if you need to. And I was thinking about the other, I have another version of ghosting. It's something I do that maybe other folks don't do that I'm willing to admit to, but we were talking about the other day. <laughs> and I, w I just wonder about if this is other, something that other people do and it's, and it feels more like ghosting than the, 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 the traditional sense of ghosting when you just leave a party and don't say goodbye, right? Yeah. It's when you are in public and you see somebody you know, and it may be somebody that you like and you'd love to say hello to, but in that moment, you don't want to do anything and you want to avoid them. So you're almost like a ghost and you yourself ghost them where you can see them, but they can't see you, much like a ghost. And then you kind of quiver into the shade and walk away 
as if and they didn't had no idea you were there i feel like that's ghosting that's something i have to say i admit that i've done and i wonder if anyone's ever done that any of the listeners have done that or i'm just a creep yeah i don't know i um i i'm sure i definitely have come across those experiences where you know i i ran into my really you know good college friends uh fiance now wife's uh little brother and i knew it was him and we're in a restaurant i'm just like what do i go and say hi and i'm like hi do you remember me i'm your your sister's (laughs) friend's friend yeah exactly no your sister's husband's friend do you remember me yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, what? Yeah. you know that's such a long shot so <laughs> i feel like there's there's definitely been some times like that or you you run into somebody that maybe you went to high school with or you see them and you know it's them but they're oh, you with don't remember someone. the name maybe <laughs> oh yeah well even if you remember their their name or, yeah. or if you do or you don't it's just like it's going to take them probably a minute to remember who you are and it's just going to be Possibly, this awkward yeah. thing and if yeah. they're with hanging out with a girl or a guy um then it's just kind of like, okay, you know, like I don't want to taco block or w- what the right word is. Yeah, uh, you, you don't want to interrupt the, the the flow. I feel you. Yeah, I think I, mean, I think sometimes it's also respect for other folks. Like sometimes I, you know, yeah, I I, I might just want to be doing my own thing. Sometimes I want to see somebody. You know, you never know. You don't know how people are feeling sometimes. You know, so I think for me, it's a lot of times it's just just being careful. You know, maybe sometimes too careful you know, about boundaries, I guess, you know? Yeah. It's weird. I feel like somewhere in the, in the mix, emojis come in. Like, it's like, if you just had an emoji (laughs) for it, then it all makes sense. Yes. Like just sort of like your, your hands is kind of shrugging. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Emoji. I think that's good. I think that's a good, uh, a way to segue into future tech. Like what's going to be around? I did, I read this book one time where it was something, it was, uh, I think it was called rainbows, rainbows edge. And it was about future tech and it was, uh, had a lot to do with, um, virtual reality where people were wearing glasses and around them, they would see all this stuff happening and there would be these weird creatures and like people had to have it. And they'd be having these like video game wars in public, and I feel like that, and they had emojis that would just up, appear around them, yeah. you know, like, I feel like that's going to happen in our lifetime. Um, and this particular author did a lot of research and it was one of those type of uh, futurists that really, you know, did so much research that a lot of the stuff that they've written about has come true. And so I think about that, like what's San Francisco going to be going to be like in 20 years? You know, it's already getting weird. It's already kind of futuristic in some ways, you know, right? <laughs> Seriously, you know. You just jump on a droid to work <laughs> when you around the top of the Salesforce tower. I mean, and I think a lot of uh, sunk is, is a reaction to to this city. And uh, my, my battle between this sort of tech kind of city, cityscape we have mixed with my, my need for um you know analog um nature you know and and so that's why we're we're trying to uh tie these things together you know Guinevere and I uh we play in a couple bands um uh Dr. Stryker and and the Wyatt Act uh Guinevere recently left uh the Dr. Stryker and so we're we are looking for a new bass player um but uh with the Wyatt Act um which she's the lead singer of 
it's it's sort of a i would say avant-garde jazz funk um uh band and where with sunk it's sort of we want to bridge the gap between that type of sound um and electronic music which is what i think of of i think of you know tech san francisco you know i, I think of electronic music and then sort of the older kind of style which would be more just like traditional jazz and and uh you know uh live drum and bass you know very unsynthesized and i i i've always loved the sound of those two things combined um so anyways um yeah i, I yeah. If, if you're down i'd love to hear another song maybe we could put on something else yeah you know so lightning is uh so i i love the entire album i was really just this, the first time i listened to it i was just this is it thank you um I, there's so many different influences uh, and so this song in particular, uh, Lightning, um, I has become my Candyman theme song. <laughs> and uh, I don't know, I, I agree with you in that. Um, you are the Candyman. <laughs> I'm a Candyman in the tech world or <laughs> you're something like that. So yeah, so this song is called uh, Lightning. Um, this is uh, Mutiny Radio. Sunk. Lightning.
I love that song. Literally, yeah, I could just listen to that song over and over again. I'm so honored that that's your Candyman theme. That, that's that's the, the song that always makes us laugh. We made that song, we just laugh. We just think it's it's just so silly, but you know, it's really fun to play. And it's got one of those mean bass lines from Guinevere Q. Um, yeah, Guinevere just writes the craziest bass lines. And it's such a pleasure to be able to play drums with her. Um, yeah, so... Yeah, thanks for playing that. I am your host, the Candy Man. <laughs> yeah, it's, there's so many different things. Uh, yeah. There you go. yeah, that um, that are happening in San Francisco, and just even walking down the street, there's just there's so many different things like going on. Oh yeah. And um, I don't know, like the the whole you know mobile podcasting thing, you know, like comedians and cars and mm-hmm. and um carpool karaoke and these types of things uh with jerry seinfeld and you see the stuff that they're doing i think it'd be really fun to uh to do something similar to that in san francisco just because it's so there's so many strange things happening here and like within you know oh yeah just driving talk about so much to look at um so many different characters and different scenery you know you can you could i mean there's so there's such a difference in in different areas you know um of of class and um you know there's i mean i mean I, I would love to do something like that i think you and i should do something like that yeah i uh i just um for the whole jerry seinfeld thing you know i think he's great and you know it's really funny remember that show i've only so. seen one episode of that show with zach alfanakis and it was hilarious because at the very end Zach Galifianakis had him on his show between two ferns and it just got really wrong. <laughs> I definitely recommend it. If, uh, that's the only one I've ever seen, but it was pretty hilarious. Yeah. No, yeah. So for me, it was, you know, funny because I was thinking about it, you know, with this whole coffee and cars, comedian cars with Jerry Seinfeld is that to me, in my opinion, I don't think there's anything funny about getting picked up in a nice car. I think it'd be funnier to get picked up in a piece of shit. You know? Oh yeah. Can you imagine getting picked up in a piece of shit and driving around tenderloin? <laughs> well, exactly. You know, I, I, I think I'd rather see real people, you know, I, I, as much, much as some of these people are funny, it's just kind of like, it feels like millionaires driving around in nice cars <laughs> who gives a shit, you know, but I, exactly. You know, so I, I'd rather, I'd rather see real people, um, you know, people I can relate to a little more, <laughs> you yeah. know, um, they are funny though. Um, yeah, totally. Yeah. I've seen so. a lot of these, you know, other, um, live podcasts, you know, or these people that pretend like they're homeless and pushing around a cart in, you know, New York city and really and with a guitar and serenading, um, you know, people with the guitar and, and, uh, kind of putting out that they were homeless, but able to, um, you know, make it work in their favor i think we pretty huh pretty interesting to like even just be pretend to be homeless for a day and what would what would happen what would it be like i don't Do you like really to put on know. an act to like to, to see how people react to you something like that yeah i think it's interesting you know because what i've seen and I, I know that maybe you've done some busking in san francisco i'm sure you've done quite I a have. bit yeah and um it's really interesting to see the kind of um people that I feel like the San Francisco residents, 
you know, when they see somebody playing music or doing something on the street that they're automatically kind of in this category of how does this person afford to live here? But yeah, what I've seen a lot more is like, you know, you go to New York. I mean, that's pretty, pretty normal. You go to, you know, Nashville, uh, Tennessee, there's people playing on the street and this is like, oh, this is cool. And so what I've seen in just in our, in our you know, circle of, of artists and singer songwriters is that people that are outside of the country and outside of this and aren't residents or here visiting, they're more open to it. They're like, Oh wow. You know, this person plays like, and that's yeah. cool. And they're, you know, when it's, when it's, when you're visiting, it's, it's different. Well, you know, I, I, I heard, you know, I, as far as making a living busking in the city, from what I experience, it seems really tough. You know, I've, I've done busking and I've made very little money even if we put a lot of effort into it, I may have picked the wrong corner. Um, but I've also some, see some people out there every day doing it. And I wonder how they're making a living. Um, they, they, they might have to work really hard, you know, to, to actually make a few bucks. Um, I, I do know somebody that lives in New York that makes a living from it. She's a great singer, does it in the subway. And I, I hear that it, it's like really good for her. It's, it's actually, you know, so I, I wonder, you know, she's very talented, you know, and um, but I wonder if it's different, you know, if it's respected or, you know, it's a different vibe depending on where it is, you know, in the world. Um, but I've heard good things about New York, you know, um, but as far as my, you know, I, I, I've had not very good luck busking, to be honest, you know. <laughs> you know, I, said, I feel like there's so many compounding, you know, factors that, that go into it, you know, uh, I definitely you know, see that we have the population here and there's enough foot traffic to, to do it. Yeah. But I think part of it, not all of it, but part of it is that people don't have money and then they have their, you know, Apple pay and Android pay and they have all this mm. other stuff of form of payment of making a donation. Um, but and I'm wondering if don't that's have a lot of, of spare cash on them. Yeah. yeah I, that, I, could, I, that, that could be sense. part of it. I'm not saying it's the whole thing. No, for sure. There's definitely um, a factor, you know, in this, uh, you know, tech scene. I would Especially. say that's a, that's that is a, that is a reality. You know, yeah. Um, Have you ever been to Nashville, Tennessee? I haven't. I'd I haven't love either. to go. I think love, yeah, yeah, that'd be a good it's one. a music. If you're a musician, you gotta go. Yeah, I don't know. I I wonder if it's cash only. Everything. That'd be so rock and roll. I feel like it. If it's cash only, that's a rock and roll bar. You know, that, that does sound rock and roll. Yeah, uh, cash is gold in music. I would say because that's it's it's kind of one of those things. You know. If you're feeling something, you just drop a buck and it goes a long way. Um, but yeah, it's hard to do that, you know, through a phone, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, but I would say, you know, I think some of my bet, like as far as business wise and, and touring and, and making music, when I leave the city and I go to smaller towns and I, I, I go out of this sort of tech world where it seems almost like sort of a jaded kind of like there's so much to offer. You could go to see anything every night, you know? Um, when you leave sometimes and you go to different cities that may not have as many things going on uh, nightlife wise, um, we seem to do pretty well. You know, there was we got good tips and, and people were really receptive, even more receptive. And so I thought that was kind of cool. And it makes me want to just go on the road and find out, you know, what it's like in other cities. And, you know, it's there's so much to see. Yeah, definitely. I feel like every city you go to is different to the... Uh... Austin is quite a music scene. Now, that was oh yeah, that's somewhere I'd love there. to go. Yeah. I've never been. Yeah. So, 
that it's just uh it's unlimited. I feel like, you know, Venice Beach going down there. I went down there earlier this year. Oh yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. It seems like something's going on there. People are doing it. I mean LA, I mean it's I guess it's you know, assumed that people are trying to make it everyone that's, you know, working at a restaurant, they're trying to be an, an actor or actress and typically yeah 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 Yeah. you know it's uh you gotta have you know i don't want to quit your day job or your night job i I should say (laughs) um yeah i think um no i mean i've always kind of had a dream of being being an actor when i was younger i wanted to be an actor and uh i'm thinking about actually going and and trying that out again well yeah i mean you you are an entertainer so yeah i you know i think it'd be fun um you know i was i was a child actor I was in I was in uh, theater and then I was in uh, commercials and video games when I was when I was like, uh, you know, between eight and fifteen. Video games? Yes, I was in. Actually, there was this video game. There was a, st- uh, a short-lived um, a video game console called 3DO, and it was sometime between. Uh, Sega Genesis and Super Nintendo and when it became more computer games. So it started getting away from consoles, I should say. I, I mean, I, I, I don't really play video games anymore, so I don't really, I don't even know what's out there, but it was a short-lived thing and it was a, sh- uh, it was something called Station Invasion and I played, um, I, I was Bryce Banyan of Mystery Sh- Mysteries and I had my own TV show on this weird video game and they filmed me and I was in it. Um, very odd thing. So I do have acting experience many years ago, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I was just thinking about getting back into that. I think it'd be fun. You can do it. Yeah. I don't know these, a lot of these, you know, open mics around here. I feel like you can kind of get away with anything. You could do like yeah. cartwheels on stage. It's great about the open mic is that it's, I feel like, you know, it's a good place to test stuff out, you know, um, and, and, and try stuff and see how, how it works. You know, I've seen a lot of comedians and, and musicians like, just like grow so much um, by just go, getting up there every week and they just get better and better. Um, you know, some people stay the same, but some people really, I could see them just really working it. You know, um, I've been seeing a lot of great stuff at hotel Utah. And um, when I can, when I go out to um, a neck of the woods on Wednesdays, That's right. yeah. yeah. Hotel Utah is on, was it Brian and fourth street? Yeah. Yeah. They have the open mic on Mondays, huh? Yeah, one yeah. of the best. And then um, Neck of the Woods is on Clement between 5th and 6th on Wednesdays. That's right. But here at Mutiny Radio, we have um, open mics on Fridays from 6 to 8, which is just right after the the show. Nice. And <laughs> what kind of what kind of open mic? Is that just is that going to be comedy because I know this is like this is a comedy shop. Yeah, here. Pam yeah. is a savage. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, that's Oh, I love Pam. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, it's one of my of like, favorite comedians. I wonder if I could talk her into. I don't know. I like to consider myself a comedic singer songwriter. Yeah. Except I don't know if people think it's funny. Oh no, <laughs> I, I hear you. You know, in fact, um, you know, with with the Wyatt Act and with Doctor Striker, I should say, it feels like the, the, the both both those bands I'm in are going to be more in the comedy spectrum of music. Um, but with with Sunk, it's a little different. We're trying trying something a little different. Uh, besides the lightning. Which we feel like is our is our comedy song, which is which is perfect for Mutiny Radio, um, yeah. But I, I would say I consider myself a comedian of of some sort, um, although I've never done stand up. 
I'm a little scared, but I do <laughs> want to do it. And one of these days, I'm going to have to get up there and just roll with it. Um, just improvise. So, yeah, I think that time is coming. So, yeah. Have you ever done stand-up? I never have. I, um, I've gotten into uh, recently more in the past year um, spoken word. Oh, spoken uh, word's great. Yeah, so, I've done that. So, so what it is is basically I just draft up this imaginary kind of like message to somebody like that isn't you know so i just kind of go over so it was the early morning hours july 26 2019 i told your band member to stop texting me <laughs> you know like that yeah I, yeah, yeah yeah like kind of like, I that. like that you know i was I, I you know yeah i mean comedy poetry very similar uh there's something that i've, I've heard pam say uh where she says that uh you know because I, when i met pam she was uh on poet you know and it, it wasn't into comedy I, I didn't see her and it eventually became a comic and her one of her jokes was that you know uh, po uh, comedians are, 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 are poets uh, you know I'm already messing it up so I'm, I'm not gonna even try yeah Pam <laughs> but, Pam, we gotta have you but, yeah uh, you know I'm not gonna try to do someone else's joke but uh, mainly you know you people listen to comedians more than than poets typically you know I think it's it's more of a, a thing that people are into and, um, but I've always loved poetry and I feel like there's so much, you know, poetry is such a huge influence on me and, and the fact that I'm a musician and it actually, poetry is one of the biggest things to have tied my whole, uh, San Francisco experience together. Um, most of the people I, I first met were poets on the street corner of 16 Mission, and one of them was Pam. And, um, that's underground and yeah. it was, and the huge, the, the biggest thing that was going on and when I met Guinevere, um, she was a poet and, and she still is, but, uh, that was the main thing that she did. And we would, uh, we'd put on beats and we'd, we'd, we'd flow and, uh, she would get up and just, and spit the coolest spoken word poetry, you know? Um, and eventually that morphed into music, you know, and, and, and into lyrics, you know, but, um, yeah, poetry is a huge influence, and it still is. In fact, poetry is a huge influence on my current project with Sunk. Um, we've used poetry to, as a device to make a, um, instrumental music. And, and in fact, today we, we're working on a new album, and we've been using poetry within that um, sampled uh, throughout the song as sort of a percussive element. So, um, yeah. That's I'm, really neat. Yeah, big influence. Yeah, that's great. Oh, yeah, so music for moving, huh? Yep. Oh, man. Yeah, it's a beautiful piece. So you guys are um, you guys are playing December 5th, which is a yep. Thursday. That's right. Uh, Thursday, 9 to 11 at Piano Fight. Uh, awesome venue. Two theaters and one cabaret stage will be on that. Uh, free show. Come on in. Nice bathrooms. Get some tasty food and a tasty beverage. Uh, amazing bathrooms, um, you know, communal, open, like everyone's everyone's uh, welcome in these bathrooms. Great place. Um, yeah, yeah, it's gonna be fun. Yeah, so we're gonna close it out with one song. All right. Um, what song did you want to play in the last song for the? Um, I, I would say our title track. Um, uh, it's gonna be called Skitter. You can find that one. Um, 
Yeah, this is the first kind of thing that we, we when we were thinking of our sound, we wanted to make sort of live drum and bass music. And so what we did, we have uh, backing tracks that we created and we wrote uh, a drum and bass to accompany that. And um, we wanted to do something instrumental and but we wanted some we wanted to be able to say something. So within this, the, the bass is almost like the melody as well as the bass line. So um, anyway, this song's called Skitter. And hope you enjoy. Guys, December 5th, piano fight, 9 o'clock. See you there.
This one goes out to Elon Musk. Driving a Tesla Model 3 I'm running on electricity Self-driving car to six and mish Gonna roll up swift, get my carrot fix She's the only girl She's my sister Sister, sister From a different mister Rollin' volleyball, I serve and dig the volleyball in volleyball. I dig and put the volleyball in volleyball. I put the hobby quick and put in volleyball. I'm crazy 
I just wanna do what's good From a hundred's point to Hollywood I just wanna do what's good From hundred's point to Hollywood Have you ever seen the rain? It's California champagne Misty fresh It's California champagne Have you ever seen the rain, rain? California champagne, Misty Fresh. It's California champagne. I just want to do what's good from Hunters Point to Hollywood. I just want to do what's good from Hunters Point to Hollywood. I'm driving a Tesla Model 3 I'm running on electricity Charge is six and mesh Gonna roll up swift and get my carrot fixed Gonna roll up swift, roll up swift Gonna roll up swift and get my carrot fixed Gonna roll up swift, roll up swift Gonna roll up swift and get my carrot fixed Elon Musk. <laughs> J.W. Blunt and Jason Young song live. I'll do another one. This is the J.W. Mega Wag. like a brown-eyed girl playing my guitar like a brown-eyed girl I'll be soft I'll be gentle I'll be sweet sentimental I'll string you up I'll strap you down I'll pick you up, we'll go down to Chinatown. Ride the wagon to the other side. Ride the wagon to the other side. I'm playing my guitar like a brown eyed girl. Playing my guitar like a brown eyed girl. We can rocket ship to Mars and Uranus. We can moonwalk the streets, pretend like we're famous. Down in the teeth, it's down in the tenderloin. Tenderloin Beach, ride the way, ride the way. Ride the way to the other side. Ride the wing to the other side. I'm playing my guitar like a brown eyed girl. Playing my guitar like a brown eyed girl. Ride the wing to the other side. Ride the wing to the other side. I'm playing my guitar like a brown eyed girl. Playing my guitar like a brown eyed girl. Like brown-eyed girl. 
I'll be soft, I'll be gentle, I'll be sweet, sentimental. I'll clean you up, I'll plug you in, I'll get you off on kombucha medicine. Round the wing to the other side, round the wing to the other side. I'm playing my guitar like a brown eyed girl, playing my guitar like a brown eyed girl. Ride the wing to the other side. Ride the wing to the other side. I'm playing my guitar like a brown eyed girl. Playing my guitar like a brown eyed girl. Ride the wing, make a wing. Ride the wing, make a wing. Ride the wing. Make a wake, ride the wake, 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 make a wake, ride the Riding community. Quad Tigers watches over riders. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, we'll help you get your motorcycle repaired or replaced and assist you with your damaged gear, too. We're by your side every step of the way. With the Law Tigers, you never ride alone. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, call 1-800-LAW-TIGERS or visit us on the web at lawtigers.com. The Law Tigers. California's motorcycle lawyer. Victor Terrace, Harris Law Firm, LLP. 180 Permanent Circle, Suite 300, Sacramento, California, 95834.
convertible 1969 gold Cadillac with the white material. I drove it up here. And I started to do some thinking. And I ended on the freeway and I'm having a really, really good time. Flat black glass. Smoking big spliffs and cruising. Saturday noon to two. On the freeway. Good I am a total Hello, Blake. Henry. Yeah. Charlie here. Yeah. I have a report here, Henry, from your uh, from your chief nurse, Major O'Houlihan. She makes some accusations, Henry. I, I find pretty hard to believe. Uh, the dude minds, man. I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... uh, Aren't they good? Well, they're chosen Uh, Here's his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch a Apply now for the music. You're in for a special entrepreneurial marketing tiki desk treat. We got, um, we're going to be playing back the Gavin Holloran uh, tiki desk uh, this last week, and we're going to be having um, our tiki desk artist coming through, uh, calling in here at 420. And um, we have our entrepreneurs on the way. And so we have an exciting couple hours ahead of us. Freaking awesome on the phone right now. I have myself as well as Alessandra. Alessandra. Our partner, yes. That is incredible. She's really the mastermind behind all the, uh, all the marketing skills. Nice. Hi. Hi, Alessandra. Welcome to the Mutiny Radio Airwaves. We've got a little mobile Thank podcast you. going on here. Awesome. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm looking at this site. Um, it's making me thirsty, actually, looking at it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's a good thing. That's definitely a good thing. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, you guys sound like you're you're doing a lot. So, I mean, with the with the marketing and there's all sorts of different I'm sure, marketing and different companies. So, um, I was going to let you guys kind of lead it and. Um, like what uh I mean I'm during this pandemic as well and, and doing marketing and and um yeah, I mean how did you uh come up with the idea of freaking awesome? Um, so I have a very love hate relationship with it, to be honest with you. But 
it's you know I, I I guess my passion is as far as marketing glides really within the fringe industries. So it just to me it was just a little I guess play on words to have a fringing awesome be for fringe industries. I go between I hate it and I love it. I like it. Thank you. I think it's catchy. I'm surprised the domain wasn't taken. It seems pretty, uh, like it'd be pretty popular. Yeah, you'll be amazed at how many domains are weren't taken because we have that, and we also have high risk marketing as our other domain. And you would think that that would be taken, but nope, it's not taken. Yeah, uh, you wouldn't believe it. I got into uh, office before I became the candy man. I um was in office coffee, so I did coffee distribution. And to my amazement, Justin's Coffee was not taken. Justin'sCoffee.com. So I actually got that one somehow. I'm just like, what? <laughs> How was that not taken? Uh, it's like every other type of coffee was taken. Yeah, yeah no, that's really smart. So what is uh what are you pouring in this glass in the uh in the actual front page? Uh yeah, I mean honestly we kinda we kinda tailored towards high risk industries and figured, okay, well, you know, why don't we just be right out there as to kind of what we do? So we specialize in things like cannabis, alcohol, tobacco, firearms, adult industries, et cetera. Okay. Basically, all the stuff that nobody really wants to market or things that are highly regulated, those are what we want to do. <laughs> yeah, so I see this, the cannabis, um, and especially now being legal and everything, um, what, a, what an awesome industry to be in and marketing for. Uh, the adult one is, um, I like all cannabis, alcohol, to, you know, all those other things, but the adult one is really raising a lot of uh, interest for myself because I'm just trying not not really I don't know but just in general like far as adult what does that entail with the adult stuff yeah I mean a lot of it's <laughs> regulations right so even and, and I'll even throw like I'll go back to cannabis because though it may seem like it's cannabis is legal in California there's a lot of regulations when it comes to marketing cannabis um and not only just the marketing, but also with, you know, the banking side, it's a very tough, a lot of like legit entrepreneurs that are in that field. Um, something as simple as like not being able to open a bank account is an issue when, you know, you're in the cannabis. Yeah. For instance, even just, uh, just the alcohol industry, that's something that's 100% legal. There's certain there's certain platforms that you can advertise on. There's others that you can't. Um, and even the the ones that you can, like for instance, you might just be able to throw your name out there. But if you have an e-commerce shop, you, you can't really sell to that without kind of getting flagged immediately or just saying, okay, it's not even what if we get caught, it's when we get caught. Yeah, I so just yeah the so much red tape and marketing. Yeah. But I mean, overall, it's a really fun industry, um, especially like with cannabis. It's really still the Wild West uh, as far as digital marketing goes, and really as far as even traditional marketing. Just kind of navigating to see what you can get away with, what you can do, what you can. And I mean, 
we're fortunate enough to have gone to work with some really great companies. So we're able to see, okay, well, this is what essentially will get us a slap on the wrist. This is what will get us more than a slap on the wrist. And this is what's 100% clear and good to go. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I only see this growing at this point with the whole cannabis. I was telling somebody five years ago, I was like, you know, one day we're going to be drinking blunts. You're just going to be sitting back. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, I really was into the whole lounge thing, the cannabis lounge. Um, I, I was fascinated by that with the dab bars and, and all of that. And I, you know, there's this, um, I know it's online's a little bit different, but I had, um, walked into this uh, cannabis store and I wanted to check out the lounge and I had to actually buy something to go in. So I bought the most, the least expensive thing I could buy, which was a $6 cannabis cola. And I walked into yeah. this lounge and by the time I was done with my drink and leaving, I felt like I had a buzz. I really just, I feel like, I mean, more and more, it's going to kill some of the, the alcohol industry a little bit, but I, I could see, I know they have CBD on tap, but I could see in the future of um, of it replacing alcohol for some people. Absolutely. I think it probably has. <laughs> well, and not just alcohol itself, but also there's a lot of research that's coming out with cannabis now uh, in terms of like medicinal purposes. Um, you know, for pain relief, it's really, it's, it's not a narcotic and there's really no addictive, you know, side effects to cannabis. And they found that cannabis is even a better, you know, method for controlling pain, even for cancer patients to exhibit, you know, hunger so they don't exhibit that weight loss and better than any narcotic that they can put people in. Yeah. Gosh, in all those years, I felt guilty before it was legalized. I think yeah, uh, I, I mean, don't I remember exactly where I was when it was announced um, in January of 2018 that um, it was now legal in the state of California to use marijuana recreationally. And I remember that. All those years of guilt of, of, of using cannabis recreationally to feeling guilty to being like, oh, it's legal now? Holy shit. Like all these, you know, all these times that I was getting stoned and, you know, at, you know, a miniature golf place, you know, wherever I was, like when I, when I was a kid, that just happened to be just an example. The first time I got stoned, I was at a, a um, at a miniature golf course. It was, it was unreal. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, all those times where I felt like I had to hide, you know, using cannabis, to waking up on that January morning in 2018 and be like, it's legal. Wow. I remember, you know, one. You definitely weren't the only one. I mean, if you remember how long the lines were, it was crazy everywhere. Yeah. That was a game changer. I remember back in 2000, 2008, I had a friend that got pulled over with a 10 sack. <laughs> And got an $800 fine for having like a small little bit of pot. And that was like, I guess, 12, 13 years ago now. But yeah. You know, that's what it was. Is I, I remember, you know, I'm, I'm not a very political person, but I remember when Kamala Harris and Biden, when they're running their, you know, 2020 uh, campaign, when I saw this ad with um, Kamala Harris, you know, saying that 
they were going to lift the the you know imprisonment for people that were in jail because of cannabis. I was like, yeah, there you go. That's going to win the election. That's what I thought. I feel like my whole theory on um, cannabis in general is uh, more people smoke pot than voted for Joe Biden. That's what I think. I could be wrong. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, yeah, this is really fun. I just, uh, I really like this website. Really, uh, the tobacco thing. Wow. That's a, that's a, probably another one. Yeah, and it's um, it's really interesting how it goes. There's somebody calling in. I wonder if they're calling in for some cannabis right now. <laughs> I wonder who it is. Every time I pick this thing up, I'm always like thinking, it's like, is somebody soliciting us? Is it Marriott Hotels that's calling in right now to try to give us a deal? Um, yeah, so I... Uh, <laughs> with uh with the tobacco something i noticed i was talking to someone last week well the alcohol prices in uh new york are um really low as compared to california california supposedly is the most expensive um for alcohol like if you go to texas if you go to new york supposedly it's less expensive there and it might be because maybe we have to pay more tax in california um with alcohol but um New York, the tobacco prices are sky high and the alcohol is low. And so it's just interesting, like you just go to another part of the country. I remember, you know, if you're a cigarette smoker, that the um, the prices fluctuate. Yeah. It's, uh, and even during the pandemic, I think they even increased all the prices and, you know, and even sales went up for not just, you know, like, Alcohol, but also cannabis. Cannabis skyrocketed. Yeah. What did it? What, what did uh? What, what did I see the other day? We people in cannabis went from being fringe and from being almost like outlawed to being essential in a yeah. very very short amount of time. That's so true. Yeah, it happened pretty quickly. Yeah. yeah. So you guys are rolling. You guys are on four wheels right now. And you're on your way to the station. So I feel like this is like a mobile podcast right now because you're on the road. Yeah, I mean, I can definitely say it's, it's a great industry to be in. It's, uh, you know, just because it's so new, you can try so many different things. It's not stale. It's something that you can really have fun with. Just be, even if, if it's just because of the culture that's around the industry. Yeah. Yeah, so I I don't know, everyone out there listening is just, you know, everyone has a different choice of cannabis. You know, some people smoke it, some people drink it, some people eat it. And I don't I don't know, I feel like uh maybe smoking is something that the stigma behind smoking in general is something that might take a long time to go away. But using cannabis doesn't necessarily mean that you you're smoking it. So it's uh I just I, it seems like just a really fun in the right industry to be getting in right now um, with it being legal. I know that there's a lot of other states too that went along um, in legalizing um, cannabis. 
recreationally. And uh, I, I'm I not... The, I think we're on the brink of having cannabis legalized federally. Um, but I think it's, you know, even once it becomes legal on a federal level, I think it'll give more people access. But I think in the states that are already legal, I think what you'll see is you'll see better competition for support for a lot of these cannabis businesses. Um, something very simple, like just being able to have a bank account for cannabis right now is, is a challenge. And even the little banks that do take on ca cannabis clients, they end up paying such high fees and, you know, transaction fees and even for any support. Yeah, ancillary cannabis. Yeah, even like with us, like we're a marketing agency, right? But like recently, you know, we got our payment processing shut down because we support cannabis, you know? So it's, it's little things that really make it difficult in the industry right now. Yeah. Yeah, I can't imagine. Can't even imagine. I remember going to um, a cannabis club that was a front. It was a coffee front. And it was in Oakland, and this was maybe back in 2010, 2011. And uh, maybe it's, uh, it's, it's interesting. You know, I was thinking about it just, you know, this week when we had put you guys on the books to call in, I was super excited. And I was thinking, I was like, you know, with cannabis, it's like, what if, what if you were like a distributor, like a coffee distributor, and then you had like cannabis, like you had it there, but you, you didn't. I feel like if you lead with cannabis, then it's going to get flagged. But if you say, if you're an authorized distributor of cannabis, but you also distribute some other item, <laughs> and then maybe you're not showcasing the cannabis that there might be a way around it, but I, I don't know. You, you guys would definitely have a better idea than myself. I, I think the, you know, I mean, cause I guess really and truly we're all up against Jeff Bezos and Jeff Bezos, you know, he's not in the cannabis industry and hopefully he doesn't because competing with that would be pretty tough. Yeah, no, I mean, Ali definitely, she has the skills, not only from a digital perspective of, how to market cannabis and what you can get away with and what you can't and you know and i just i mostly handle the business side <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's okay though because i feel like i don't know i feel like we work well together because for instance i'll have you check something i'll check it again and it gives us a completely new perspective yeah yeah you know, the other service, I think what makes us different from some of the other marketing agencies is we truly act as true partners for a lot of these cannabis. I think, you know, one of the other services that, you know, we provide is we're also able to assist them when it comes towards, um, you know, the cannabis banking part. I myself, you know, have a uh, banking background and um, I was senior, you know, senior executive for several large banks as well as, you know, had my own bank at one point. And, uh, you know, so just kind of coming at that perspective, I think is kind of makes us a little unique. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Just can't imagine with and even a... before, Yeah, and even before I had, you know, we had the marketing agency, I was doing a lot of consulting for cannabis companies in terms of banking and, you know, 
there's there's a really interesting thing that a lot of people don't really realize with cannabis is that there's actually a secret list that's out there that was added um, where essentially uh, if a bank deems you as a cannabis company, um, it's, a, it's a list that essentially no one wants to admit exists, um, but it's essentially called the match list. And they can, act, they can put you on a match, what's called a match list. And once that goes on, you get barred from opening any bank accounts through any like banks. Uh, it can also, because it goes up to the government, it can also trigger all sorts of audits and it just causes so many problems for these legitimate entrepreneurs. Not only that, but if you're using it as a merchant processor, they yeah. find out, they find out your customers, they can close your, your customers' accounts. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a, coming from that angle, seems like gives you uh, an advantage. You all to see Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Because that way we can help them pretty much, if anything, really. I mean, especially now during the pandemic, I think more of Speaking of cannabis, it is 420 right now. Um, yep. It's 420 out there, out there in the airwaves in San Francisco. It's always 420. Yeah, having I think having that perspective is different because it's you know our team is so diverse. It's we're not all 100% marketers. I think that's yeah. what makes us. You know, you go to some of these marketing agencies where everybody's a marketer. No one really looks at it from a business perspective. So having kind of the mixture of me and Alessandra is kind of yeah. unique because we're able to approach mm-hmm. our marketing, you know, uh, proposals from a sense that it makes sense to entrepreneurs because it's showing how the marketing can yeah. really have a business feel That's, to it. I think. All right. So. A little- yeah. So we got a call right now. We got Josh uh, Khan on the line. Is it Josh? Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm sitting back with Nima and Alessandra. We got two uh, marketing uh, entrepreneurs here on the air. Uh, so um, Nima and Alessandra, this is uh, this is Josh Khan. He's going to be coming through Tiki Desk Concerts um, with an accordion, which is really exciting. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. I mean, thank thank goodness if it wasn't for what was that? Um, you know what? So they're actually, uh, it's it's actually kind of a mobile podcast right now because they're they're on the road, actually on the way to the station, and so um, yeah. So we're uh, yeah. I'm just kicking back here. Life yeah, I mean, life is going to be virtual. You're not going to have to leave your little pod, and they'll just feed you the the liquefied remains of other dead humans while you sleep in the pink goo. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I was talking to someone today that I felt like Keanu Reeves. I really just, um, I really, yeah, I don't know, maybe a cross between Neo and uh, have you, John Wick. Have you seen the, have you seen that Keanu Reeves lookalike? Uh, you that's, know what? Uh, that's always, he's, he's always in the mission or like, I, I, I saw him a lot when they were filming Matrix 4, like before the shutdown happened. Like last year, I, there was this guy, he 
just book it around San Francisco. Like, and he would all, you'd always see him walking fast. If you saw him stand in one place for long enough, you could tell it wasn't Keanu Reeves. But if he just kept moving, it really, really looked like him. And he was just like peacocking it, just running around the Mystery District, running around everywhere while Matrix 4 was filming, trying to get people to face after him like he's Keanu. Yeah. But wouldn't you, if you looked enough like Keanu Reeves, isn't that what you would do? I would do it. Yeah. I actually haven't met Nima. I'm not sure if he looks like uh, Keanu Reeves. Alessandra, I'm sure she doesn't. I mean, uh, oh. I, uh, Keanu means uh, cool breeze over the volcano. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, yeah, so I'm I'm really excited to have you on Tiki Desk. If you're out there listening in. I'm excited uh, to come play, man. Yeah, so I do have a wireless microphone so we could do this Britney Spears style um, if you wanted oh, to. Um, oh, oh, I've always wanted to wear a headset like I was Madonna or Britney or somebody. I feel like I have a lot in common with both of them because, like, I shave my head when I'm feeling really anxiety <laughs> and I have a big triangle cone bra that I wear when I'm feeling really confident. Um, so maybe I'll bring that bra to yeah wow it's really it's tomorrow already wow that's exciting i know man it's been, it's been coming up i've been cracking the books and practicing pretty hard um but like at the end of the day an accordion so it's yeah. gonna sound like an accordion you know what i mean yeah it's not really like it's not going to be a show like for people that hella want to hear like accordion music it's more like it's going to be more like a like name that tune so like for like I'm playing because I only, I only started learning how to play accordion like I mean I've had it for a few years but I only really seriously picked it up for the past few months. Uh, yeah, I mean I feel like playing with it. I feel like and I'm not sure if Nima and Alessandra if they uh they play any music but I feel like um you know to a certain point you know if you could play guitar and you could play it behind your back and stuff and you know you could probably yeah, do you any you probably play anything. Pick up accordion. <laughs> yeah gosh well yeah i mean it's just a natural some of it's natural i don't know i feel like a lot of it too in i don't know you got to spend a lot of time alone playing music i think you do you just have to want to rock man you just have to want to rock hard rock hard tasty 80s and 90s songs yeah so yeah but so like so here's here's like a taste of like what the song list is gonna be like, you know. Um, I'm playing like on accordion, playing things like uh, U2, Social Distortion, uh, Blue Oyster yes. Cult, Ramones, Green yes. Day, uh, Rolling Stones, Guns N' Roses, uh, Elvis Costello, fucking Beatles, Backstreet Boys, Katy Perry. I kissed um, a good. <laughs> so I play all that. I play all that shit on accordion, and uh, I will always take like people that want to call in and just suggest bands for me to play that I'm that I don't already play. Yeah, I mean, I. Yeah, I'm really pumped to have you on the show or on the Tiki Desk. It's going to be really fun. Um, thanks for calling in. Um, really looking forward to it. And, um, me too, brother, me too. Yeah. Yeah. Got the cannabis let's, entrepreneurs um, on the other. Was that? Yeah, let's, let's have a good time. Let's get rip roaring. Um, 
have a good fun old time we'll play like a little fun game show name that tune on accordion yeah it'll be fun and so that's going to be on um the tiki desk twitch account as well and i'll go ahead and share that as well so we're gonna it's gonna be fun we'll share it folks we're so sharing it listen to it uh, great so donate to Mutiny radio and donate to Mutiny radio do yeah it. get Don't the app think. just do it <laughs> Just get do the it. app on the app store and go <laughs> to the go, is it GoFundMe? What is it? Uh, so you know the GoFundMe is actually attached to the Mutiny Radio app. If you go um, yeah. on just Apple, uh, the Apple, what do you call that thing? The Apple. Listen, you don't, listener, you don't want to be an overthinker. Okay, listener, you just want to be, listen to the sound of my voice. Listen to the dulcet baritone of my voice telling you to go get the new radio app on your app store and just give us all your money. Just don't don't question it. Yeah, the Fucking Apple store. The Apple right store, here. that's what it is. Just, there's so many things in life that people just do involuntarily. You know what I mean? People are such sheep. If you're going to be sheep for something, do it for something good. Give us your fucking <laughs> Yeah, anything, right, anything. Dab, awesome, laser dabs. All right, Josh, we'll see you tomorrow. See you mañana. All right, bye. Hey, wow, that is Josh Kahn coming through tomorrow. We're paying back uh, Gavin Holleran's Tiki Desk today. I got Nima and Alessandra on the line here, some marketing entrepreneurs. And, um, yeah, I mean, keeping ourselves busy during this uh this time, I'm glad that we're open for outdoor seating. Did you say you're down in L.A.? I live half the time in L.A. So I'm, I would say half the time I'm in L.A. and the other half I'm in San Francisco. I feel like all I need is San Francisco, L.A., and Mexico. <laughs> it's just paradise. I don't know. It's just uh, someone tell me. I'm we are make... very lucky. All these places are great. I mean, I can't complain. Life is great. <laughs> I get the best of both worlds. Yeah. Yeah, so I was actually down um, in Santa Monica. Actually, I was technically in Carson. That was why I was there, but I stayed in Santa Monica because there's a beach and it's a little safer than Carson. <laughs> a little more to do. Uh, so I, um, yeah, you really can't beat those beaches hard yeah and you know we have a bigger it's funny because like cannabis la is such a hot spot for cannabis in california like it's that's around here though especially like oakland too yeah oakland out here but i feel like there's more dispensaries up in LA. yeah there's a lot more dispensaries in la every corner you go to is essentially a green yeah medical sign yeah you know what it's uh Although I think the delivery services are bigger here. There's a lot of delivery here, yeah, which is... I mean, even if you think about it, Ease was born out of here, no? Yeah. I didn't realize that Ease was out of uh, L.A. Let's get it now. That yeah, was one I feel of the like first L.A. Ones. is more of like the physical kind of... Like a lot of people like to go to dispensaries, whereas the Bay Area, it's more of deliveries. I feel like there's a lot of, you know... I don't want to say undercover stories, but there's definitely... People that like to, you know, collect their, 
get it delivered. They don't want to go anywhere to pick it up. More than that, it's, just, it's convenient. You don't have to do the line. You just show your ID. You don't even have to, like, as long as you, up, if, they have, if they have a proper site, you upload all your IDs, your regs if you have it. It's just, it, it's so much more convenient to have somebody come to your house and just give you a little gift of cannabis. I, don't, I like the experience, though. I like walking into a dispensary, talking to the bud tenders, kind of seeing the way that they have all the, you know, products lined up, I think is kind of an interesting experience. Yeah. It's really interesting in how cannabis delivery and how it's evolved. And, um, yeah, gosh, there's a story. So I, I don't know. I feel like cannabis for me, it's like beer. You know, it used to be at least in college, you know. You know, why would you go to the, the grocery store and pick up one beer when you can get a six-pack and bring some back for your friends? And so I felt like it was kind of like that, similar with me and the cannabis, as I just pick up a bunch of cannabis, you know, <laughs> just have around. Yeah. And um, I remember one, it was one summer I was in San Luis Obispo, I actually broke my arm. So I went back that summer because I couldn't work. And then when I went back to school, my roommate that I um, had before previously was kind of doing their own thing. I was like, oh, I need a room. So I started renting this room. Um, downtown San Luis Obispo from somebody that turned out to be a complete square bear. Um, a square bear, I don't know. I mean, like, meaning was not 420 friendly. And so okay. I, I didn't smoke, but I had so much pot that it smelt. It smelt like pot because I had a bunch of it. And so he wasn't 420 friendly, so there was somebody and a lot of people. So I started up, I couldn't have people cruise through the place for, for pot. So I started delivering weed. Um, and so there was this guy, and we called him 20 Sack Zach. Because he would just, he would, he bought a 20 a sack. Name. Yeah, he bought a 20 sack every day. And so I, uh, what it was, is I was there, over there all the time. And it was just like, I'm going back for a 20 sack every day. And so I just started hanging out there. And um, had people, you know, kind of cruise through there. And so uh, what had happened with 20-sec Zach, well, he had um, um, lost his job at Blockbuster and dropped out of school, and um, his mom showed up in the, the minivan. So I, I ended up taking over his room because he moved out, and his mom showed up in a minivan, and this big screen TV that he had didn't fit uh, in his mom's minivan. And I asked him, I was like, hey, how much do you want for? He said, oh, I'll take 500 bucks. So I pulled out 500 bucks in cash in my hand, like in my pocket right then and there. And his mom oh, kind of wow. looked at me funny and was like, why does this guy have 500 bucks? See, for me, I didn't try cannabis until I was like in my 30s. I was not, no. I didn't grow No, I was, you never yeah. even had a bump in high school or Never anything? even. The one time in high school I bought, I was going to try it, I bought, a bag and right now, huh? no, uh, my mom actually found it in my pocket when she was doing laundry, and she, and I convinced her it's pencil shaving, so she threw it away. So I, I never actually tried it. Wow, that's very rare. I think everyone out there listening <laughs> to be in your thirties. pencil shavings of cannabis. It was my mom. Oh. I was able to convince her that it was pencil. Sh I hope she's not listening to the show. That's pretty funny. It must have been some bam. Still to this day, thinks I was pencil shaving. I, I think your mom was just trying to make you think that she thought it was pencil shaving. Oh, wow. That's really fun. Yeah. That's hilarious. So where did you grow up? 
I grew up here in the Bay Area, actually. I, uh, oh, I knew that. Ninety-five. I, I saw that. Yeah. 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 I was in. I uh, went to school in Campo Lindo in Moraga, and uh, then I went to SF State, and yeah, and that's. So I'm pretty local here. That is great. So, um, I don't know if I know this about you. I'd be curious to hear Alessandra's uh, story as well. Um, I was raised on a cattle ranch in San Ramon off of Bollinger Canyon Road. And so Bollinger no Canyon, way. Yeah, so Bollinger Canyon Road used to go all the way through to Moraga. In fact, there actually is a Bollinger Canyon Road in Moraga. Uh, my, uh, it used to be a horse trail, and then it just had too, much, too many mudslides and that natural things going on, so they, they ended up just shutting off that part of the road. So, um, yeah, I'm just right, was raised right on the other, from the hills. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, San Ramon and Moraga are very similar, actually. They are, yeah. They're suburban. Both have the same area code. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> where did Alessandra, where was Alessandra brought up there? Uh, my, I'm from everywhere. I was born in South America, raised in Utah, Moved to D.C., Florida, and then Norway, and now California. South America. Yay. Yeah. yeah. I, um, hey, I got to say that California is by far my favorite. Does that mean you're Latina? I'm sorry? Does that mean you're uh, Latina? I am Latina. Peruvian. That is awesome. Peru. I always thought, I think the most puzzling thing, and I've never actually gone to visit, I do have a passport, and I, I could really just go anywhere I want. I just like to work. I don't know. I just saw uh, working is my vacation. Um, but I thought one of the most interesting things about South America was you know, I met somebody from um, Brazil and how that they don't speak, they speak Portuguese there, which I thought was unusual. I'm, I'm guessing Peru, um, you, you guys, Spanish was the main language there? Yeah. I think she uh, she definitely loves, you know, loves California. She's definitely a California girl more than I would see her anywhere else, to be honest with you. Oh, wow. Yeah. Me too. I'm a California girl <laughs> um or i gotta say i love it here it's per, i mean yes it's super expensive but at the end of the day like you're paying almost perfect weather so i don't know i'm not complaining i i love california me too yeah <laughs> yeah you know buying a place for a million bucks now i mean i think my my grandmother she had built this house on their ranch, their cattle ranch back in the 60s for $17,000. Oh, one, wow. At one point in the 90s when she bought her Chevy Blazer, he was like, you know what, this, this car, this truck, this SUV costs more than what this house cost. You know? Yeah, it's crazy. It's pretty crazy. And even out here, just how expensive just everything is compared to other states even now. It's just amazing. It's funny because I used to think that, like, when I went to Norway, everybody told me, oh, it's super expensive. It's the most expensive country in the world. And really, compared to just living here or living in L.A., it's 
Yeah, I'm in love with the Bay Area. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, my grandfather from you know my my mom's side and my grandfather, uh, well, my mom's side. You know, that's my Jewish side of the family. And uh, I was talking to him actually on Tuesday. I always like to call him on Taco Tuesday. I don't know, as I think. And um, I don't know. I never really thought I'd be a city person. I don't know being raised on a cattle ranch and, and that whole thing. But there is something that's pretty country western about being in, in the city in San Francisco. There's something about it. It's like an old country. Hey, I feel you. I mean, I'm, I'm from Utah, so <laughs> I just, it's, it's different. Maybe that's, you know, why it's so great. Yeah. There was this, uh, I was reading something that uh, they still have a law. So back before, you know, cars and that they had wagons and horses that they used to have a lot of where you can only pile up horse poop like up to like five feet or something it was like a law like you couldn't pile up a certain yeah i just can't imagine i don't know uh my uh my great great grandparents actually met in san francisco in the 19 or 1860s and i just uh thinking about what san francisco was like back then seems i mean it's cool now um, but I just can't imagine being around then, um, what it had been like. I think a lot more of those doors, when you walk in, the, the double swinging doors, I've seen that like everywhere. But yeah, yeah, so Utah, you know, Steve Young's from Utah. I don't know. I just, I grew up in, I was an East Bay kid like. Steve Young, really? I didn't yeah, know that. He's, he's from a, Utah? He's one of like the, their process is like great, great grandson or something. I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah, I had no idea. Yeah, I mean, I imagine Salt Lake City. I've never been to Utah, but I imagine Salt Lake City has got some stuff going on there. Salt Lake is beautiful. I honestly. Oh, here we are. Yeah, so I know you guys are, are just getting in. So, what I'm going to do um, while you guys are arriving, I'm going to play this track. Um, by a band, a local band called Gaji Fu. Uh, they just came out with this uh, recently. They went and played a, a Halloween tiki desk last uh, last year. And so this song is called Cough It Up by Gaji Fu. Blaring at Muni Radio FM. through a sea of podcasts. Are ye on a raft without a patter? 
Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Namaste. Every Monday at 6 p.m., it's Joke Workshop, streaming live on mutinyradio.fm. Lift the veil from your third eye on joke creation and what it takes to be a stand-up comic in the five shakasanas of San Francisco's comedy scene. This all-ages open mic invites Oh, pre-sign by Venmoing 2 to $5 at Mutiny Radio. Join us live for a small and special audience at the Mutiny Radio studio and gallery performance space, 2781 21st Street at Florida Street in the deep, deep, deep mission. Every Monday at 6 p.m. Does my ponytail look cool? Thank you. Namaste. Tuesday used to be the most unlikely night for fun. But every week at 6 p.m., come to OMG's Tuesday Open Mic. And see comics work out new material for free. For free. They get your Tuesday night party on with two-for-one well drink specials during the 6 to 8 p.m. show. Check out Eventbrite to reserve your free seat every Tuesday, 6 p.m. At OMG on Savory 6th Street. Savory 6th Street. Show up to go up. Hey, kids. It's your pal, Spiderman. <laughs> Sorry, Spiderman. Mortimer Spiderman. When I'm not swinging through the senior facility, best in Mysterio at Boggle, or getting beautifully plowed by the Rhino, I'm headed down to Mutiny Radio at the corner of 21st and Florida. They got some schlemiels doing the laugh laugh. But hey, don't be a schmuck and donate 2 to $5 on... Hold, hold on, what is this? Let me get my glasses. The print's too small. Hold on. Venmo? That's not real. What is that, Swedish? You knew that, right? This is in San Francisco. I'll drown it on. It's nap time. Weekly comedy at the best neighborhood bar in the city. Join your friends from Mutiny Radio every Thursday at 8 p.m. at the Bar on Dolores at 29th and Dolores. Starting after any very important sports game that might happen to be on, you're guaranteed a night of laughter for free. And when paired with the drink specials and the nicest bartender in San Francisco, it'll become a Thursday ritual. Show up to go up for comics, and please reserve your free tickets on Eventbrite so we know you're coming to laugh. Happy hour the, is when the comedy is the cheapest. Happy hour, the most free two hours of hour-long comedy on the radio and internet streaming 
Live, 278 21st Street. Come down, be in the audience. Dog friendly. Dog friendly. We are. Mutiny Radio is absolutely dog friendly. Ooh, a dog party. Ain't no party like a dog party. <laughs> dog party at Mutiny Radio. Every Friday, dog party at Mutiny Radio. Happy hour. 278 21st Street. Happy hour. Mutiny Radio. FM. Here in SF. Calling all crusties, punks, and poses. Pick your posteriors up off the pavement. Pack up your pins and patches and prepare to party. The Pacific Northwest Vest Fest returns this Saturday only at the SeaTac Expo Center. Whether you're a leather lover or just a denim demon, if you're looking to dress to impress for less, do not stress. You'll find all the best in pre-distressed vests right here at the Pacific Northwest Vest Fest. With over 40 vendors selling countless crossover styles, you'll find the perfect thing for your scene. Metal, thrash, Walmart, high-vis, and everything in between. All in one place. One day only. Unless it's a jacket. If you need a jacket, take your square ass somewhere else. Never pay for fabric you don't need and ditch the sleeves, but save the rest for the Pacific Northwest Fest Fest this Saturday only at SeaTac. Bring a can of PBR, get it half price. Daddy, Daddy, what are we going to do today? At 2 p.m. on a Saturday afternoon? Oh, over there at the parklet in front of Atlas Cafe for Titans of Comedy. That, that's Titans of Comedy. Apparently, they've got great sandwiches, cafe drinks, and even some of my favorite beverages, like beer, wine, and sangria. All the things I drink to forget your mother. I knew Uncle Blake says you smell like a brewery. What did I say about interrupting me? Anywho, right here on 20th and Alabama in the Deep Mission, paired with tasty comedy from Bay Area's favorite comics. For free! Every Saturday, or at least the two Saturdays a month that the court mandates have to see you. Sunshine! 